Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 399. This is your guide to the geek side. And for all of our podcasting network, uh, you can listen to the whole feed and get all of our podcasts. The Code 47 for Star Trek, the Holocron Chronicles for Star Wars, uh, Caught Mode for video games, and SFU Prime, which you're listening to now. Then go to YouTube, subscribe and watch, leave a comment on all of the wacky things we do, and you'll never know what you see in our wonderful backgrounds because you might be surprised. Um, and after you're done with that, when you're at YouTube, subscribe there, leave a comment, take a snapshot, and then DM us on our Secret Friends Unite handle, Secret Friends U, and you'll be entered to win our wonderful, wonderful custom SFU 400 controller in cooperation with Co-op Mode. So there you go, folks. The winner will be announced on 11.11 when we drop episode 400. Oh, man, 400. And we were just, uh, I'm Charlie, by the way. Hello. Yes, uh, Charlie Carden, Todd Oxtra. You know us. Very good. Or maybe well, you don't. Yes, we were just uh, talking uh, amongst the, the stars of the Secret Friends Unite Galaxy about having a very special 400th episode. So stay tuned for that, because obviously there are uh, there is a grand prize to be claimed. But Todd, how's Sunday treating you today? How you doing? Well, I didn't turn into a werewolf, but we had an incident. I was walking my dog. A dog jumped its fence, attached my attacked my dog. Um, the owner came out really upset, obviously, because you'd never want your animal to do anything to anyone else. Um, everyone's fine. Like I said, I've not turned into a werewolf, so I guess maybe that's a sad thing. Well, but it was werewolf stories it, don't normally go well. It was like a quarter moon last night or Friday, so I don't know that you're out of the woods. I could be a werewolf by night. Uh, tax guy by day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, just it's it's just fun. We went to brunch, you know. It's it's spooky brunch, so everything is like themed and named. So oh, all, the, um, all, the, all the food is expired. Spooky brunch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you going to get food poisoning? Your guess. I don't know. But oh, yeah, this no. this time of year and just wrapping up, watching some more spooky stuff. Charlie, you're you're always going and doing things, raking the leaves and such. Oh my goodness! Anything no, new? It was, man, I mean, it's, it has been the most milk toast weekend we went in. My uncle, Tim, my mom's oldest brother, moved back to Michigan for the first, after having been gone for almost 40 years. So we went and had lunch with him. We came back and we raked, man. It was awesome. What a day. And then today has just been doing this kind of stuff. It's my regular Sunday, podcasting and laundry. It, remember that old show? What was it? Uh, the, the Jersey show? Oh, yeah. Show? They had uh, GTL. Jim, Jim tan, tan, tan Laundry. Yeah. So, my, so mine is uh, podcast star trek laundry so g or p s t l <laughs> there you go there's mine there's my Ooh, i'm claiming it ptgstl ptsd yeah go with it yeah you 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 rake and bag i assume i just blow no, the leaves in one spot and, and into, mulch them and uh it's into the street in our community you just rake them into the street oh really oh yeah i just i uh, i have a couple of roller bins from back in my days in the restaurant supply industry i put the leaves in there walk them out dump them in the street that's an egr thing yeah 
they have somebody that comes and collects them or or do you just do it on your own accord and just piss off your neighbors no it's a big truck that comes by with a with Uh, a cow cow catcher kind of thing and grabs it uh, i know this is great radio folks why don't we get back to talking about our delightful program by getting into talking about and boy we're getting precarious with the numbers here because this is episode 399 so we have Action Comics 399 from April of 1971. Um, I have not ever been in a morgue uh, as portrayed uh, on this comic book cover, but apparently it has a lot of similarities with being in a, in a office with big filing drawers because <laughs> Superman is hanging out with this toga-wearing dude uh, who is like, you must die. He's speaking to Superman. You must die like these two Supermen before you. And there's, you know, there's two open drawers. Uh, that are, you know, I'm squinting to read these labels. It says oh, I will read it for you, Charlie. Uh, it says Superman 1, Superman 2. They're not in order. And then Superman oh, okay. 3 the drawer, is the drawer that opened. Um, okay, gotcha. Who were the mystery Superman? Why were the why were the doom bells tolling Superman? You're dead, dead, dead. That's not a very catchy tune. So I'm going to I'm going to have to give a thumbs down for that one. So, well, and- the best parts at the top, Charlie, read that. Superman simply says, oh, extra super babies lost world. All right. Okay. I, <laughs> There's a super baby. So this is like an AB story scenario. Yeah. You usually got like the backup story that was like three pages long. All I can say is at this point, we're 15 years away from crisis where all of this shit went away and that's okay. Yeah. DC, like I said, it surprises me. And I know I've said this before. I feel like by the time we got into the 1970s where Marvel was kind of telling more serious stories, whatever it is that action comics wouldn't still be doing this 1940s, 1950s style, you know, gotcha covers with all this exposition about a story that probably didn't really add up to much or no nothing, or maybe it wasn't legit. I mean, like I said, when we do our, you know, random number generator, this is another one that I would just love to have it come up and figure out what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah. We are going to probably have to come up with another cover. Maybe we'll just start from scratch when we hit 400 and just start with one. We, yeah, <laughs> we might we might run out. There are still some 400s out there, but it does. A very few. Very few. Yeah. It's like it's so, like it's just the DC stuff essentially at so, that point. Yeah. So I say, yeah, you're right. At four, we'll, we'll do 400 and then at 401, we'll, we'll start out with odd number one. Sounds perfect. I, that, we'll just let everybody know why they're like, why are you showing a one? Because right. we had to. <laughs> we will We will say it. But speaking of things we have to do under contractual obligation, uh, due to a werewolf blood curse back in 1932, uh, our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb, is attached to us in perpetuity. But she's down at the corner of Hollywood and fine. Let's pop down there, figure out what's going on with the hottest scoops without a shot of poop. We're looking for Madam Webb. Let's go for it. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Uh, as Charlie once mentioned, your your gypsy curse, blood curse, werewolf curse, whatever it was. The, the sure. thing is, I think to even add that on, uh, you were unfortunately in your 90s bitten by a vampire. So unfortunately, that means you're essentially an eternal 90-year-old. You'll always be that age forever I- and ever. I mean, I thought the story went that she bit the werewolf and that that was the deal. But I don't know. You know what? She she tells us a lot of lot of tall tales. But you know what? Her ability to bring us the hottest scoops makes it all worthwhile. So anyway, what do we got this week? What's going on? Yes. So we have it's been actually been a pretty busy news week. And the first one, we got this trailer dropped for Ant-Man uh, and Wasp Quantumania, which 
this is the next film coming after Black Panther, which I believe is in the spring. It's it's March, right, Charlie? Is that? Oh my God, I don't know. Um, I thought that was more of a because aren't they giving us a February release? This isn't the February release, is it? Oh, this is February 17th, 2023, following uh, Valentine's Day. Um, And essentially, this is bringing the Ant-Man family all together. You get the whole family. Cassie's uh, now a teenager. And unfortunately, they trust her to build a quantum device, which essentially sucks them into the quantum realm. You know what? Never trust teenagers with something important because they will make a mistake. How many times was the Enterprise... Yeah. The Enterprise threatened by the uh, the carelessness of Wesley Crusher. It was it was more than once, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. So this looks like it's the quantum realm. Really looks like it's Marvel's opportunity to do some wacky things with mm-hmm. in regards to the aliens. They all look different. There's a space cantina, a quantum ca- cantina. I guess best way to put it. They run cantina. into Kang, and apparently this is a. A, a new cut from the trailers they showed at, um, what was it, uh, D23 and also Comic-Con, uh, SDCC. Um, and this one did not go as serious, apparently, as one of the other trailers did. And this is really, really going to lean into Kang um, okay. basically taking Cassie, unless Scott Lang and maybe some of the other Ant-Man family goes, goes high, and goes steals stink. something. Right. Um, and apparently that trailer is what uh, the other trailers is what revealed Modoc, which we did not see in this. Either. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because I would say this trailer seemed very heavy. There wasn't a lot of nods and smiles in this one, although the music theme from it was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from Elton John. I like it. A nice nod to the classic rock vibe of the Guardians of the Galaxy, who we'll talk about in a moment here. But, um, you know, what do you think? Marvel has really been dragging ass with their films in the last certainly almost two years. Really? Golly. I mean, there are some people who are really um, feeling that, you know, the, 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 the supremacy of the MCU film dynasty ended with Endgame. You know, what is this going to be a chance to bring it back? Is is what kind of forever going to be something to bring it back? Because we're going to see that in less than two weeks. Yeah, I think it was easier when you had one end game, as you would say, Thanos. They right. they teased them. I think what they're just doing, and this is going to be a, a challenge for a lot of folks. They're laying a lot of, or they're they're planting a lot of seeds everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're basically saying, we're going to let these incubate, but we're not going to have one center point anymore. We're going to have five different big events that are eventually going to happen. They're just not happening tomorrow or next week. We're laying everything. We talked about the Young Avengers, potentially. Fantastic Four right. is coming. Right. Um, you know, we've got the 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 metaverse thing, uh, multiverse thing. Sounds like that's going to end, too. So, mm-hmm. um, and Kang is part of the multiverse because that was essentially kicked off in Loki. So Kang is now back. So you can see that the seeds are there. It's just, if you're impatient and you're like waiting for things to happen, you're probably like, yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. But I think starting with Black Panther, which, uh, and following Black Panther, we're going to talk about something else that popped up. I think we're going to get get some momentum finally. Um, I think with Ant-Man is going to be a lot, I think is once again, he is the first of, you know, he's one of the first to get a third movie in that second tier of heroes, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I think it's a crowd. It's a typically a clout, crowd pleaser. And I think we even joke, Charlie, it's like people that are not up to speed on everything under the sun. I just mm-hmm. hope Louise is there riffing and right. saying this got you up to speed. This is all you need. Right. people. 
I hope that that's the first, you know, 120 seconds of this movie is him just riffing and going back and forth. Because, uh, yeah, you're right. The Ant-Man films are a crown pleaser. It's a little less heavy, yet this go-around, it does seem that they're leaning into a little bit heavier subject matter. But, um, yeah, no, it's interesting to hear that there's another non gloom and doom kind of trailer out there i'd be i would certainly be interested uh, yeah i think this is the first marvel movie too directed by the same director for every entry uh peyton reed um one two and three so you get consistency Uh, versus somebody else you know thor has had many many different directors uh captain america had essentially two different directors because the first one was by uh the guy who did rocket uh rock the rocketeer the russos after that Uh, you know, Doctor Strange had two different directors. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Uh, Thor had, yeah, how many ever different, yeah. you know, three different directors essentially. So right. yeah, maybe that's what we need. And Ryan Coogler is uh, obviously the same director on Black Panther. So we'll right, see. Right. Consistency. So, all right, what else we got here? So we're sliding into the slipperiest of the slippery. We're talking about the Silver Surfer, who last graced our screens in actually was portrayed by personal friend of the show bitch didn't know doug jones uh but was voiced by larry fishburne right back in 2007's um rise of the silver surfer the fantastic body double or body body by doug body by doug but uh yeah it was you know i I enjoy those fantastic four films but this one was a particular not because of the portrayal of galactus as a big scary space cloud um but awesome character obviously uh in j- real briefly silver surfer was norin rad an alien dude became a herald of galactus i believe to save his own planet i, I think it's kind of his yes story. yeah he sacrificed himself yep but then sacrificed himself to make a deal to save planet earth once he you know met the fantastic four which is what happened in you know that film as well so uh anyway marvel looking to duplicate the success what well, well, certainly what i feel is the success of the werewolf by night the one shot the special presentation uh which we'll talk about the second one is coming out here pretty shortly so this would be third or fourth or whatever uh in 20 oh before the 2024 release of fantastic four silver surfer would have himself one of these little one shots so I, Todd, like you were saying last episode, the episode before that, nice format to kind of test the waters. Here's one episode instead of six or eight episodes, which, you know, we're off to the races and here's a side this and here's a side that maybe didn't need to be this long. Um, So, yeah, so I'm excited about this. I like the character. I love the Fantastic Four uh, and would like to see, you know, with Marvel kind of having their claws in there, um, would like to see them get it right because Fantastic Four needs a win. Yeah, and the character like this, I don't think, and, and I think it's probably a expense piece, mm-hmm. uh, and probably just what can you do, and I think that Disney's learning that not everybody needs a six-episode series, introducing a character like Silver Surfer, when there's so many new things that are going to have to be introduced with the Fantastic Four, that it's like, do you want to have, oh, we're introducing four new characters with the Fantastic Four, all these enemies, it just becomes like too much to, to cram in, so these you know, this is a great approach to introduce characters, but not have to have it extended long. You overfill a movie. Um, I like this, and I think it gives them an opportunity to really put out more content in a meaningful manner. And and don't leave us feeling like, oh, my God, is this over yet? Or that's the filler episode. <laughs> that's the filler. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 
and there was a fantastic or, or a, a Silver Surfer cartoon that was around the time that like the right. Spider-Man cartoon right. came out um, on Fox. Yeah, yeah so okay. it wasn't too bad. So I think that might be on Disney Plus. If you do check it out, okay. it's, you know, show the kids. It's actually not yeah. a bad way to view the cosmic world with the fan, right. uh, with the Silver Surfer. I dig it. So that'd be good. Uh, well, speaking of people who have uh, soared to greatness. Uh, within the MCU, uh, James Gunn is jumping ship. He, uh, after directing successfully, uh, was it was it The Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad, the most recent one? The Suicide Squad, yeah. Right. And Peacemaker. And I, yeah. and I enjoyed that very much. And Peacemaker, which was, it was a hoot. It was one of those you just could week to week, you just couldn't wait for it to come back on. It was so good. He is now along with Peter Safran, who I, I'm not familiar with his work, but I assume he's, you know, He's the yin to the yang. He's the, you know, business dork to James Gunn's, you know, he, pitch man. He's the producer behind all the Conjuring films. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, anyway, those two dudes are going to run uh, DC Studios. So DC Studios is rebranding themselves. They're getting rid of the the E and the DCEU. It's just now going to be the DCU, if I'm not mistaken. That was the headline I saw. Yeah, and the new imprint's called DC Films versus... Right. Um, yeah, which is nice to actually say. This is anything under this banner is most likely has their influence, unfortunately, except for probably... Aquaman and right. some of things the other that, things that are already in the that, wheel. Things that are also. in the can. Yeah. In yeah. The can. So this is, I think this is great news. James Gunn. And I think you have said it and you've turned me on to some of his smaller works over time, but he's, he's great. He does great stuff. Um, and God, DC just needs a win. I mean, the, the peaks and valleys, the the lows and the lower and the lowest of the, of the stuff that they put out in the last 10 or 15 years, something's got to change. Um, so th this is a more central, it says the article goes on to say this creates a more centralized creative executive akin to Kevin Feige, obviously. Um, you, you robot with hat not included. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. this is great. This is great news. Now, Todd, you're way more of a DC guy than I am. But of course, I've seen obviously all the films because that's what we do. Um, our recent disappointment with, um, you know, with films like Black Adam, Wonder Woman 1984, um, you know, but Shazam was great. And then, you know, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad was great. So who, who was responsible for making Shazam? Oh, I, you know, I, I can't remember. Uh, I believe the director was a horror film director, which why there was that one scene that was kind of horrific. People said, I like the movie, except for that one scene, like where those monsters were tearing very apart. Um, but right. yeah, I mean, so. I mean, yeah, it just, it, it's just things that are free of the touch of the dreaded Snyder. Yeah, Snyder um, wasn't involved with, uh, yeah, exactly. with with that. So yeah, I think this is a good thing. Uh, Saffron actually partnered with James Gunn on the Suicide Squad, so they work together. So oh, it's good that they've got go. they've okay. got a rapport, which is nice. And it sounds like Saffron's very much into building worlds and universes because he kind of started the Conjuring, and that kind of expanded right into yeah, Annabelle. And yeah, yeah, so I think you know, and, and we see all those films. And as far as horror films go, those are those are above par. Apparently, I mean, they're I, I, I think like. So one of the most successful franchises, I guess, out there, because it's like for what they cost to what they deliver. Right. Yeah, ROI, yeah. They're yeah. making a lot of money off of spend, not spending a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is great. So I, I'm excited about this, um, being that this is just burgeoning news. I mean, and, and James Gunn has had quite the whirlwind of a career got in the last three or four years with like, Oh, we'd some old tweets got him fired from guardians three, which we've still not seen. Yep. Um, but I mean, the guardians are making their comeback. Uh, in a special, this was a trailer we got this week for the Guardians 
holiday special. Now we've got, have we got the whole crew back? We got. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's the whole crew. Uh, It's no longer baby Groot, not even teen Groot. It's more like uh, in his 20s Groot. Yeah. 20s, which begs the question, how old was Groot supposed to be when we met him in Guardians 1? Was he... Was he a 40-something Groot? Middle-aged, I mean, middle-aged Groot. Yeah, middle-aged Groot, yeah. Yeah, because this Groot seems a little short. He's a little, he's a little bulkier, where mm-hmm. the Groot that we met in Guardians 1 was tall and lanky. This guy's kind of like... But, uh, but yeah, um, this just looks like a blast. So, yeah, just in short, you know, we open up with uh, a lot of back and forth going on with the Guardians and the... the what do they, they call it? The Ravagers. There we go, because... Um, mm-hmm. Sean Gunn is there, and he as uh, uh, Craiglin, and is is chit chatting, and they're saying, "Well, you know, it's Christmas back on Earth, and blah blah blah." We know that Quill is really down because you know he's lost Gamora and can't find her, and so obviously this is set in that you know little window after Endgame and around their super brief appearance, and well, even their super brief appearance in Thor: Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, Groot, yeah. yeah. Groot was um, Groot was still the teenager ish like we saw him in Endgame. So it looked like that was probably immediately afterwards. So so this is potentially a little while longer after that. Um, but yeah, what uh, Drax and Mantis team up is they go to Earth and their idea to make uh, Quill have a great Christmas is to kidnap Kevin Bacon, who is still, you know, the greatest actor in, in the That would have been what? Footloose? What would have, I mean, beyond Footloose, what would he, what, well, what would Star Lord even know him from? Quill disappeared in 1988. So that would have been it. Yeah, because he didn't remember. Tremors was in the 90s, right? 89, 90. He wouldn't remember him from She's Having a Baby. Uh, (laughs) I guess you can't get Michael J. Fox because, you know. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, because I was thinking like who would have been like like or a star like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like a a teen star. Yeah, getting like a getting like a Schwarzenegger would have been hilarious because that would have made a lot of sense. Right. Because he was in. Well, all the movies. Oh, Terminator and Commando and Predator. Yeah, yeah that would yeah, that would have been something. That would probably made the most sense, but he but Arnold's you I mean, know, and Arnold's still sticking yeah. around. Right, exactly. So we're getting uh um yeah, we're, obviously Kevin Baker Kevin Bacon was an easier get, but yeah, they break into his house and he runs away and they're chasing him. It's just it's just, it's just it's a hoot. So And it's uh, yeah, perfect. Th- it's perfect because it's got essentially the the two most clueless of the members. I mean, right. with I mean, with Drax and Mantis, all, I mean they- they're- they're all pretty dumb, but yes, it's a, it's a tough kind. <laughs> Even though dumb at know, heart. Dumb at heart yeah. is that a good term? Yeah, dumb heart. Uh Dumb at heart. Groot and Rocket um, do show up briefly again. We see, you know, buff, yeah, buff Groot or whatever. So uh, th- we get that we get this in that. Uh, well, it's almost November, but yeah, we get this just re- the day after uh, Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, which is, on the 25th. Which is perfect. And it was funny because Mark and I were both. He tweeted and he goes, "I thought this was an anime special." I'm like, "I did too." Just like where right. we're playing, I when I heard this, I'm like, "Oh, those are just going to be animated things, right?" Yeah, right. Like no, the I, Lego specials and things like that. I'm right. kind of glad they're doing this. Yeah, they're rolling out the actual, you know, crowd of uh, of characters, the actual actor actors. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So again, November uh, 25th over on Disney Plus. Todd, you love Star Wars news, right? Yes, I do. Okay, well, what do we got? (laughs) Ah, yeah. So, you know, Charlie, you and I have both been a little bit confused. Like, what is the forward path path with Star Wars? Because the only thing we knew that was going to be post 
the sequel trilogy was Rogue Squadron. That is essentially off the books now. We don't know if that's even happening. Although people are saying, oh, it's going to happen and blah, blah. But the first real news we've gotten, and apparently this came from Variety as well, so uh, or even Deadline, I think a couple of them are putting the pieces together saying, mm-hmm. this is actually going to happen. There is going to be a new movie set post uh, sequel series. And the cool part about this, it's by writer Damon Lindelof, who is responsible for both Lost and Watchmen, which I love both those. Watchmen, the TV series, not the movie. So people that didn't like that, but love the Watchmen. I loved it. It's great. And uh, there's going to be partnering with a director who did episodes of Miss Marvel, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. She's actually Mm -hmm. a director of documentaries as well, which is an interesting. So she's kind of getting into out of that world of more, uh, I guess, serious documenter and going into uh this type of thing so and it's essentially not giving us much about what this could be um in regards to what what the actual topic will be but it is supposed to be post sequel series um so i think this is the move in the right place get a, a strong producer somebody who has put together long things has mm-hmm. been successful mm-hmm. and then getting a fresh talent is is a good recipe unless it's it screws up again where the director is like found to be a, a monster or it's a Disney doesn't re- like them a great recipe unless it's not a great recipe yeah exactly. I mean there, there's been it seems almost like nothing but stumbles so far uh, with Star Wars on the big screen since the Disney acquisition since George Lucas was out of the picture you know uh, on the big screen we have Rogue One which was phenomenal never met anybody who didn't love Rogue One and then it's very Midland with the sequel trilogies. I know some people who feel very strongly about it, but the vast majority of people for 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 wanton, you know, love it or hate it, just feel like, and Todd, you and I have talked about this a lot of different times, that it is simply directionless. You have a first movie, which was a great strong start. You brought in another director, Ryan Johnson, who had a very different vision, turned the things around. Some people loved it, some people hate it. Then the first director come back, JJ comes back and he says, well, I just need to spend part of my uh, time undoing what was done by Ryan Johnson because it was not my vision the first time around. And we just end up with something that was just a colossal train wreck. And um, he had like three hours or was, how long was, how long was, uh, probably two and a half hours. I don't know. I mean, that should have been two movies. I mean, if we look at this in the big perspective, if it yeah. wanted to be successfully done, well paced, right. handled with care, two episodes two movies would have probably been the best approach because that movie felt like it was so crammed and then it was like and here's a resolution i'm like oh wow nobody was was anybody happy with that resolution now they're gonna kill palpatine i i don't know anybody who just absolutely gushes over that film no that that one seems to be the one that people felt like it is it is what it was it was it without a doubt was that thing that you. Described. It was a film. <laughs> it, was, it was a film. So again, I'm I'm challenged to believe with all the announcements, cancellations, and announcements and cancellations of things related to Star Wars that this is going to hold anyway. But you throw in a name like Damon Lindelof in there, I feel more positive about it. He makes things happen. I he mean, that's the thing. You need someone he, to make things happen. He he is a doer. He he is he's the Jack Bauer 
of the film industry. He gets results. Maybe he throws somebody out of a window every once in a while. I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a judge. I'm not the law. But the, the dude gets things done. So I would have to imagine if there was the you know the big step after Kathleen Kennedy says, well, we're not going to announce anything. What do you think this means for her? Do you think that maybe this is a sign that she's starting to back off, or maybe she's not as in touch as she used to be? I mean, she is. At retirement age, she's 65, 66 years old. Well, I thought she was older than that. I thought she was or, like close to some of these. Yeah, maybe so. But anyway, yeah, When I, I guess, you know, if you're not out there digging ditches, you can just keep going to work every day when you're in your 80s. Look at Harrison Ford. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really depends on what Disney really wants to do. Are they happy with just having TV content? I'm guessing right. no, because they want, to, they want to bake in their bottom but, line with yeah, more profit and proceeds. Seats. Yeah, right, and, and I think – and, and we always know that the movies typically are what drive the future of Star Wars. They always have. Um, right. And that creates – and they want more action figures and things like that. Now, I don't know if these product projects will get us to that point because right. if they want to do more creative things that are a little bit more dark, deep and dark, action figures and kid stuff don't always play into that. It's, it, you know, not in this day and age, you know what I mean? I mean, the, the action figure industry in general, it's just, it's just not what kids are spending their money on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it would be hard-pressed. That's more for the, the, the whiny adult collectors. She's like, 69, that. Charlie, so right. uh, we, we cut it in half. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, but anyway, yeah, it, it, like you said, it'll be interesting to see how this proceeds. If this is a legitimate tip, if it moves into something else, we will find. So anyway, wrapping it up, uh, we have the, uh, the the vision in white. We have the, <laughs> do you like the headline I picked? Get the electric lettuce ready for this vision quest. Uh, the vision, uh, the, 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 the body vision that we saw fly off at the end of uh, WandaVision, the physical incarnation of, of his reconstituted body, is, of course, getting his own Disney Plus series, reportedly now in the works. So look for this in probably three to four years, two, two to four years. Um, I like, I've always loved the character. The white vision was a hallmark of the West coast Avengers um, because elements of the story of how this, this vision was disassembled and put back together. And they didn't without retaining any of his original personality uh, is, is all straight from the, uh, the basically the vision quest storyline from by John Byrne that was happening in the late 1990s or late 1980s in that title. Um, so yeah, bringing him back. And then there was a, a further add on to this, that it's looking like, uh, Elizabeth Olsen will reprise her role as Wanda Maximoff, hopefully in a bit of a redemption tale, cause we didn't leave her in such a great spot. Um, and then I would imagine there has to be some piece of this that's going to touch, uh, Agatha, Agatha's Coven of Chaos, which, uh, is filming pretty quickly. So obviously we'll come out beforehand. So yeah, I love this. I'm all about this. This is more Heritage Avengers stuff, which um, which is my wheelhouse, so I'm totally down with this. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting how these pieces all play together because, to your point, a lot of people didn't love how Wanda was essentially her her story was finished. We yeah. don't know if she actually died. We don't mm -hmm. we don't know. Weird things have happened. Resurrections happen. If, if we believe the way the comics should be represented, no one truly ever dies. They get brought oh, back. Of course not. Fine yeah, fun. Yeah. So I would not be averse, of course, because I don't think her death was really what everybody wanted. So I think if you have a death, you hope it's more meaningful, things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think this could all work. Uh, Vision as a lead character in a series of his own. 
be curious how it plays yeah. out. Is he right. really uh, enough of a person or, I mean, Paul Bettany's great, but right. is this vision itself, uh, right. I, I guess, a force of nature to be held to actually control a narrative as a series right. or should or this it, be a one shot? <laughs> or yeah. Or yeah. Is it run the risk of turning into a book of Boba Fett? where like, well, everybody gets a show, but maybe everybody really shouldn't have a show. Three of the know? episodes will be something else that we like better. Yeah. Uh, here's Wonder Man. Well, you know, and, and again, that's something that we didn't borrow. That's from true. Time. Wonder Man's personality was an, uh, was imprinted on the vision. And that's why Wonder Man fell in love with Wanda. And there was this weird love triangle. And this that was at the exact time that this happened. How else are we going to get the Grim Reaper into the MCU, Charlie? Well, yeah. The, well, and the Grim Reaper is Wonder Man's brother. And it was just, it was, well, that, there were those two miniseries in the 80s, the Vision of the Scarlet Witch, uh, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 2 was longer. But it set up the whole grim reaper and he had he had like a goth girlfriend her name was necro which is gross necro necrophilia perfect yeah, is that like is like, that like mia goth <laughs> yes oh my god the, um, the name that can't possibly be true oh my goodness I, I i don't get the reference but i'm just gonna let it slide um but anyway uh so if this is something that is in talks i would imagine bigger announcements would be made in the new year so 2025 is what this feels like for me in essence. So I definitely am looking forward to it. So with that, Todd, the news has come to a wrap. We will bid Madam Webb adieu. It's time to get that gypsy cab. We got to get down to Skug Down. I'm talking about Nastyville. The Geek Easy is waiting. Let's go. But before we go to the Geek Easy, here's a message from our sponsor, Manscaped. Hey, everybody. Support for Secret Friends Unite is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shippings with the code SFU at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 12 million balls, and that's the most correct math I've ever had. Amazing. We've been doing this show for eight years now. We finally have a really cool, fun product to talk about. I love this. You and I uh, and Mark, uh, have, and this was this was Mark who actually uh, approached and got this going for us, now work with a great company called Manscaped. This is pretty cool. Now, this is... I'm going to say it's uh, for for a male user, but really it could certainly be for a female as well. Uh, but it is a neat little uh, startup. Um, I would say, what's the word I'm looking for? A little case. You know, we, we each got this neat little thing that comes with uh, the uh, product known as the Weed Whacker. Essentially a nice little shaver, uh, electric shaver that has a light on the bottom. And I got to tell you, um, this is something that, I think anyone has ever dealt with when you have to shave essentially down there uh, that you're going to run into things like nicks, snags, tugs, little ouchies, what have you. I use this product myself in that capacity, completely flawless. Um, I was genuinely impressed. Now, Todd, you went ahead and used it as well, correct? Yes. Um, I shaved my head with the lawnmower 4.0 uh essentially i do everything down to the i take the the guard off do that worked really well i took care of the rest of my lower the deck needs uh as well with the guard um and it was great it, it's great feels a little more freeing and then i used the uh one of the products which is a uh essentially a 
crop preserver ball deodorant, as they call it. Yep, yep, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it. so yeah, so it's it's makes you feel okay down there. So um, I know this is a little squeamish for us men because they don't want to talk about their hygiene in front of others, but you know what? It's it's good to be hygienic. One of the things yep. I also used was the um, the nose trimmer. Uh, oh, yeah. the, the weed whacker right. that's for your nose and your ears guys we see everybody out there with horrible like just crops coming out of those holes and it's like guys i, I was talking it looks to bad a, it's a bad was, look yeah. I was talking to a dude, another vendor at a toy show a couple of weeks ago that I, I almost couldn't be speaking to him because out of his one nostril, I swear to God, it would have must have been an inch long cluster of hairs. I'm like, dude, this is a guy I and I don't know that he listens to our show, but if you know who you are, uh, Manscaped is for you. You can actually order this from their website with the code uh, SFU to get yourself 20 percent off and free shipping, um, you know. Using is it is believing it. I've never had a product that was this easy uh, to take care of that kind of business. Um, so I highly recommend it. So anyway, check it out. Uh, go ahead and Google that up. Visit their website uh, when ordering from uh, manscaped.com. Well, you don't have to Google it. I just told you. Get 20% off with the code SFU and you will not be sorry. All right, Todd, are we ready to move on with the show? Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on this week. Charlie, my goodness. Maybe we'll start with this one because we both watched it. You couldn't tell me anything about it. I no, finally watched it. It was killing me. It was killing me. All right. So, yeah, a couple, three weeks ago, I talked about Barbarian. The horror film set in my hometown of Detroit, Michigan. But in I think I saw most, your house right next to the. <laughs> you think so? Well, yeah. it was, well it'd be tough because they filmed this in Prague or Slovenia or, mm. or Sokovia or something. Um, but no, they, it's set in one of the like worst ghetto neighborhoods in Detroit, which is called Brightmore. I remember hearing about this from my uncle, who's a Detroit cop. Really, really bad. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's really off kilter, but you heard, you heard my thoughts about it, obviously a few weeks ago, Todd, it's your turn. Yeah. So I did, I came in fairly, uh, blind to this movie. You talked to a few things. I thought like, looks like a, they're at a haunted house or something. Didn't know. So watch this right. finally. It's on HBO max now. So check it out there. If you don't want you know, it's, it's came out of theaters there. I'm glad I got a chance to watch this. And this movie, to your point, Charlie, it's not what you would expect. Now it's exactly. not like the twilight right. zone, but it is kind of a oddball where it's a, I think you mentioned before these two folks, uh, there's a mess up on a Airbnb, um, where one person's already at this place. This woman shows up at, cause she thinks she has a reservation cause she's there for a job interview. And apparently there's a, uh, uh some type of conference in town. So even though she doesn't want to stay there, they agree to stay the night at this house which, which again is completely ridiculous because metro detroit is an area of four million people and about ten thousand hotels so pretty sure she could find somewhere to or stay. go out of detroit and stay like in ann arbor uh, like a 40 minute drive and you're right. okay trust me i stay in enough hotels in this state that that you can't swing a dead cat it's particularly in the detroit area without hitting and, hotel from and the fact that this one house is in the middle essentially of a fallout shelter around yeah. it it's the only house right. i'm like that's a bad sign to begin with, but it's just kind of crazy because it does kick off with it. And I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but you know, we get introduced to um, Bill Skarsgård, who is the, you know, he's Penny Pennywise from, right. so you're not used to him being 
just a normal guy. And right. that was one of the things. He's just a normal guy, but right. he's dumb. They're all dumb. Super dumb. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. I, I, I want to go spoilers, but I don't want to go spoilers. But eventually, you know, he, she finds her way down into a secret passage under the house as she walks down this long, scary corridor, which is that people shouldn't do that. She finds what's like basically uh, an isolation room with a bed. With, a bucket. You know, <laughs> and it's a camera. A, bed, a bucket in a, in a, like a camcorder from the 90s. So you're like, just fucking turn around. What are you doing? But she opens the door and there's an even bigger set of stairs. And because she's trying to follow uh, Skarsgård down because he went down there first. And gets down, and then well, you're right. He, we, he, we, she told him. She told him, yeah. "Don't go down there." Oh no, I got to check this out. I, no, you don't. Why? Why no. do you? Why do you have to check it out? You need to just leave. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I love the movie. And then you know, there, there's a there's a, a, a part a big, two essentially. Yeah, there's right? essentially it, it, the movie stops cold, and then it kicks over to a part two, which is it seems. It, completely disengaged from the story, but winds its way back into the story. So I have to tell you of the movies that, that I've seen, and again, you watch it just now. I watched this a month or so ago. I, this is one of one of the most thrilling, like exciting movies I feel like I've seen in theaters this year. You know what I mean? It was a genuine, like you had no idea what was going to happen, who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, who's going to live, how are they going to live, what the hell's going on? And I think I, this is some of the conversation I had with April when we saw it. And I don't know if I said this for fear of giving any spoilers when I talked about it before, but Todd, it, it leaves you with the opportunity of saying, Oh my God, they could make a prequel to this to learn all about other story elements, which I don't want to spoil. Um, but you know what? How about not? How about it just is a movie that, 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 you know, and, and I don't think it was dramatically successful. So that's it was great, but it's also good that it wasn't successful because then they won't try. Oh, to I, I heard it did before. well, actually. Yeah, I, I heard it did it, well. I, 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 I mean, I would verify the numbers, but I thought it did maybe, maybe 40 million, which I guess I, I, I'm curious what the budget is. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, to your point, I mean, but I, the, everyone who talks with me is critically 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't know if there's information on its budget to your point, 40 right. million dollars, what it earned. Uh, did right. not seem like this, okay. th a lot was spent on this film because there was right, largely so very limited special effects. Right. Um, so, yeah. So in essence, looking at it that way, it could be considered a, a return on investment kind of success because it was low, a low investment on that point. In the I would just love to. I, I thought it was so great. And but I just don't want to see. And here's the story of blah, blah, blah. That oh, happened 40 years prior. No, uh, four million dollar budget. So making 40 million dollars, highly <laughs> successful. These are the type of things you uh, want to yeah. happen. Yeah, Charlie. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but, you know, um, my my jokes to you was. Damn, Justin Long, you right. suck. Um, and it makes me funny because I said it makes me not want to buy a Macintosh because that was the old days when Justin Long, you say, I'm a Mac. And they're going to say, I'm a PC. Oh, that's right. And then he yeah, uses then, a Macintosh yeah. in this and he throws it across the room, a Mac. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, talking about ho hoisted, by, hoisted by his own petard. Yeah, it was, oh it was a highly enjoyable film. They you know, like I said, I think it's one of the best that I've seen this year to be, and that's yeah. lumping in all the Marvel movies and stuff. Oh, Black Phone too. I think I think there's been some oh, really right. good quality f horror films this year. Right, right. And then there was Halloween Ends or whatever the hell. Uh, we don't have to talk about that one. No, 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 no. it's no good. 
ah, uh, you know, I was looking for those Corey dolls on the shelf and still not I finding guess. them. Oh my God. All right. Well, let me, let me steal the microphone here for a second. Sure. Uh, we got into, and maybe it was because of the spooky season or whatever it is. You know, we started watching some movies or whatever, but you know, the walking dead is back now. They're in their final, final, final chunk of the series. There's now, I think three episodes left. So it was one of these April loves watching things in their entirety. So we went back uh, and started the series again. And I probably have mentioned this, but I have probably watched the first season of the walking dead is six episodes. Very easy to just, rip through that and like i probably seen that segment i probably rewatched that maybe four or five times in the last 12 years since the show's been on but this was the first time we ever really watched the entirety of everything and, and it's funny early in our relationship april and i've been together almost 10 years we bonded on this show i was just discovering it i kind of got her and my son into it uh he was my stepson he was 12 he wasn't a child uh he wasn't a, he wasn't a little child so it wasn't it wasn't child abuse um and we all really it was one of those shows we always watched together for the longest time when he was growing up um so we really love it but we come to realize we've not rewatched the series in its entirety ever. So a lot of this is just really like, uh, well, how, where did so-and-so come in? Whatever it is. And like, we're up to the point where you meet the saviors and Negan. And just yesterday we watched, you know, the season with the circle and he's got Lucille, the baseball bat. Oh, the April was just visibly gasped when, you know, he, he's like, well, I don't really give a shit about Abraham, but when he killed Glenn, oh, because Glenn's death was really very brutal. Todd, as I'm sure you remember. Now you've watched the show. When did you, I know you're not watching anymore. When did you kind of quit? Was it after Rick was gone or did you not make it? I watched that follow-up season following Rick being gone, where it was like that fast forward. And then I watched more of it. And I'm like, and because I think after that season, that's when we were introduced to uh, the Tiger King. No, no, no. Where I am right now, let rewatch. No, 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 no. When was the Tiger no, 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 King no. announced? It was, was he? At the, you're talking about Ezekiel in the the kingdom, yeah. and that's right at the same time as Negan. Okay, okay, got it. So yeah, so I was post where Rick had, you know, we thought he was dead, and he was obviously yeah. in a helicopter going away. Yeah, the, yeah, and then the, I watched this. Yeah, after that, I'm like, you know what? It just it just feels like it's repeating the same story. Hey, we met right. another bad group of people. Can we trust them? Right. I don't know. And I'm like, Probably this is not, never yeah. end. This is never ending. And I know it did change with that one group that came in that was more like, and that's where we're currently at. Where it's like more like this is a society that is right. flawed, and right. now we're going to try to take that down. Says that society. And yeah, and th- and that's where they're looking to wrap it up because again, there's yeah. only you know a couple three episodes left. They're, the Commonwealth is the bad society, and right now, you know, they tried to Eugene. They tried to they found him guilty of a murder, and they tried to line him up against Wall and kill him. And then everybody else jumped in front of him. Then there was the exact moment that Daryl showed up and stabbed the guy in the head with it. You know, in, in the head with a knife. Was Carol there too? Was it the Daryl and Carol? Show? It was the Daryl. It was the Daryl and Carol. So um, this show will wrap up. I know Fear of the, Fear of the Walking Dead, which has been more of a thing that April's into than I am, will. be be back but we're also getting um the maggie and negan odd couple spinoff that's going to happen on the island of manhattan and then we're getting um the character of daryl with no carol uh daryl minus carol in in france which in in, in case you don't remember because i'm like why are they in france that's where at the end of season one when they're in the cdc before they were ah that's right He's going to blow everything up. He says, well, the people in France felt like they were close to getting an answer before everything went down. So somehow Daryl takes his happy ass. I don't know how he's going to get there with his motorcycle. He's going to drive it across the Atlantic Ocean. Rowboat. Uh, yeah, he, no, rowboat. he's going to he's going to he's going to hook up his his motorcycle to a rowboat that's connected to the, <laughs> the oars. <laughs> 
It's gonna be zombie sharks. It'll be wonderful. Zombie squid. Yeah, I love it. It'll be fun. But anyway, zombie pirates, Charlie. Some pirates. Well, there had to be boats out there. But anyway, I'm I'm a little more reinvigorated in the series than I used to be. Um, We're gonna, you know, all ten seasons are on Netflix, just so you know. And then the eleventh season is on the AMC Plus app, which we have. Um, So if anyone else is interested in this journey join in let us know what you're thinking about it add us over you know at me at c3 and uh on you uh, i was gonna say on youtube not on youtube on twitter or at secret friends you and let us know if you are uh getting into the walking dead as it's winding down yeah so just a couple four episodes left and they'll be donezo but it really won't because we've got to follow Negan and the team. And right. we've got to go to, okay. Yeah. This series and name only will be done. So correct. 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 Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Correct. Very good. Only have 20 more seasons to look forward to of those shows. Yes, exactly. It, it, you know what? What was it? The Troy McClure's 138th Simpsons Spectacular. Who knows what kind of adventures the crew will get into between now and the time the show becomes unprofitable. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so a turn of events, Charlie. So you did you watch all of the Tales of the I Jedi? I did. I rocketed through them and I get the feeling you and I are going to have a very similar vibe. I did not watch the Ahsoka episodes. I had no interest. I'm like, Ahsoka's going to have more stories to tell. She had a ton of other stories to tell. This is just probably going to be more details in her life, and I could care less. You know, and, I, and I'm and i going to have to go and watch them again when Mark and I are going to talk about them. Um, but again, I, like you, I was just kind of like, meh. A little okay. twenty minute vignette, so it's yeah. there. It's essentially it's a it's a half hour of programming with commercials, and yeah, it was it was just a lot of connect the dots. It was a lot of you know what was so and so doing when this and that happened, and I just it's it's fan service essentially, which is fine yeah. if you like that and you love the character and you want more. Awesome, very true. I, I like Ahsoka. I don't. I, she's had more screen time than most characters, and true. so. Does she need more screen time before she's getting her next series that has been in the Mandalorian? And so I just kind of feel right. like that's a character that I don't feel like needs more screen time, but I, she's so she's so popular that she will get more screen time. Right. Perfectly fine. Um, I think she's a good character. Just that's not my right. wheelhouse that I like. I need to know everything about her. Uh, so but it, the, it was it was so funny. We were watching the first one and it's supposed to be, you know, what was, what was Dooku doing when he was still a Jedi or whatever. And my brain didn't process that when he's riding in the shuttlecraft, I'm like, who's that buff looking Luke Skywalker dude. It's supposed to be Qui-Gon. Which they say a few minutes later, I'm like, Oh my God, did I not remember that Qui-Gon was his Padawan, you know, but yeah, Qui-Gon yeah. was like a buff young Luke Skywalker. If Luke well, Skywalker was buff, like his action, like his power of the force Two action figure in 1995, that would have been Qui-Gon. And, I, and I'm really confused, like, what influenced, who influenced who? The, 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 the fashion of Tatooine or the Jedis? Because I can't figure it out. Because obviously Luke, who is supposed to be hidden away, not... Right. But he's dressed the same as freaking Jedi Padawans. Right, exactly. Like, it's, I, just, I, I, it's just such a bad, like, guys, this is so dumb. Just, yeah, just pick something Make else. Make the Jedi so. look different. Okay, whatever. So moving right. on from that, I watched all of the Dooku episodes because I'll be honest, I know very little bit of Dooku. I watched some Clone War episodes. We saw him in the prequels. And I'm like, right. okay, of a character that I know very little about why he became bad, this right. worked. This worked really well. 
That's that's true, and because it, again, it's it's six episodes, and it took you. But again, you're right. The OC. It's only three of his, and it's it's, yeah. it's sixty minutes it long. So this is a special special episode, yeah. essentially. Right? Could this have functioned better if it was just that? Because you're right. It did get to okay. Well, you know, in the Jedi archives, there's little statues of people who left the left the order, or blah blah blah. And why did he do it? And why is he so? Um, died in the wall, even even in the last one when Todd, I know it broke your heart because it finally gave you Yaddle and then it took her away because um, she was the one who caught catches. And of course, full spoilers retroactively. Sorry, these are on Disney Plus. Go watch them. Um, Yaddle suspects that uh, Dooku is into some dirty dealings and she catches him talking to Palpatine and they have a duel. And I don't know how you duel with someone who's two feet tall. Just swing down. Like it's it's down? a small target, so that's that's a that's a tough one to do. Small yeah, target, right. less hit space. So quite honestly, it's better to be small and have go after a big target because guess what? Right. Anywhere you slash, you're probably going to get something. Versus her, it's right. like over the head, and she's fast and uh, going to talk like. She's yeah. going to turn off her toes. Yeah, you're right. This once and forever, and there's a lot of uh, people wagging about this online, uh, proves once and forever that uh, Yoda has some kind of uh, dysmorphia or aphasia, that he, that the way he talks is not the way that his species talks. It's just him. He's just, he's a weird he's just talking that guy. He's just a weird talking guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. it's like that kid you meet that kind of tries to pretend to, pretend to be like British. It's like, yeah. stop, stop Madonna. Stop talking oh, yeah, British. Exactly. It's like, oh, stop Yoda. Stop trying to be like a Buddhist monk. We know you're trying to do that. It's your thing. You probably, went, you probably just out. went crazy. You know, never mind. But it is what it is. I, I liked Yaddle. I thought she was, you know, did a good job in being just a uh, inquisitive. She stepped down from her, her, her uh, role in the Council of the Jedi because she yeah. saw that yeah, there's some things that are totally wrong. We're like now a tool of the Senate versus uh, protecting what Doku said at the very first episode. It's like, we're not here to protect the Senate. We're here to protect the people of right. you know, uh, uh, of of the Republic. So I liked it, and I thought it did a great job of showing in, in different bits and pieces of why, you know, he changed. He wanted to make change, and he felt like he couldn't do it. He was, and then obviously he made a total commitment to the dark side by taking on Yaddle. So I think... Um, these are the type of things that make more sense and don't require eight seasons to tell me why Anakin finally turned. That's my right. problem with Star Wars. It's like, let's draw it out because we have to, because it, right. this is good storytelling. The pacing was great. Several different instances of how, and it only took an hour. Right. Perfect right. for me. Wild, wild. He's so cool. Dooku is a cool looking dude. I mean, jet black hair, that jet black beard. Christopher Lee. I mean, come on. I mean, the guy who played his voice was very good, and I'm good. I'm glad. I did. You know, Christopher Lee's dead. He's not coming back, and I'm good. I like the the voice actor for this. Did there was? It's the same voice actor, I assume, who did him in later Clone Wars episodes. Right. is it? Yeah, I'd have to double I check. Assume I assume yes, so, though. Yeah, yeah. What is that dude doing? I don't know. Uh, he's he's doing this, and he's he's making the sweet Disney cash. Well, very good. Well, that, if if they do another, if they cash. if they do a Tales of the Jedi season two, please explore Jedi's we don't know or much yes. about their past because we don't know need the same characters. It, just give us something new versus just saying, "Hey, let's do Anakin next." <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the Star Wars dartboard. Yes, uh, we got it. All right, now what it's did he have for, for lunch on Thursday? Oh, don't take away my what did Lando have for 
breakfast on Tuesday after Empire. Exactly. You know that. You know that one's my favorite. All right. Well, with that, uh, Todd, it's time to wrap it up. Let's get out of this nasty place where you know we're going to stiff them on the tip anyway, because we always do. But I'm getting on my Air Qantas app. It's time to go to the land down under. That's right. It's time for the Thunderdome. The mutants await for a topic or game. Let's do it. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. <laughs> Thank you, Tina. It means someone gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're going over a topic, and that is kind of a recap of House of the Dragons. We haven't really touched on it much, and I thought this was appropriate maybe to give it its own segment, just like we would do a spoiler cast. So we're going to touch right. on every episode just very quickly and then kind of give us our, our kind of where we land with what is next. So, Charlie, we'll do this. So I've got the recaps from IMDb very quickly. Right um, I'll do episode one. You do episode two, and we'll go from there. Uh, episode one of House of the Dragons is essentially set a thousand years before the events of Game of Thrones. We get Viserys, who is the king. He hosts a tournament to celebrate the birth of his second child. Uh, Rhaenyra welcomes her uncle Damon back to the Red Keep. So this is essentially putting all the pieces into motion, who these people are, and just, why just should we care? Tilts up and goes sideways. And we have a death, isn't the, 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 there's a, there's a, isn't there a death in childbirth? And then doesn't a child die afterwards? Absolutely, yeah. This was yeah. really laying the, the fact that it was important to have a male heir. Viserys right. did not have that. His wife, who had yet to bear a male heir and... Uh, that is really kind of the, the the consequence of this era. It was like women have a role, and if they don't play it, pay it, there is probably going to be consequences because of that, and right. we do have that. Consequences. All right, episode two, The Rogue Prince. Uh, Renera oversteps at the small council, always overstepping. Uh, Viserys is urged to secure, a succession, uh, s- secure the succession through marriage. Yuck. Uh, and Damon announces his intentions. So... We've got uh, the child bride marrying. She essentially marries uh, what is uh, Renaris's uh, child cousin. The, the, the cousin. cousin, yes, the cousin yeah. what, of uh, Lord Car- Lord Corliss's uh, son uh, steps forward to marry uh, Renera uh, because there is going to be. So basically, Viserys says it is going to be Renera. She will be my. Right heir because i do not have one yet um and at this point alicent is not yet alicent uh, is not yet um going to give an heir to the king so essentially this is kind of he's trying to play both sides of the coin and that's part of his character viserys he wants to make everyone happy he wants to keep his family happy and that's a dangerous game in the game of thrones we know that so uh yeah renera is not happy uh, well, she's trying to be happy as she says, I want to be, if I'm going to be the queen, let me play a role. And she's kind of batted back. She feels right. a little discontent. Ouch. All right. What happens next? Yeah. The second of his name. Um, this is where we get really the first action packed episode where yep, Damon yep, yep. and the sea snake, Lord Corliss, they go towards to essentially take on this, uh, front where it's this, this group of, uh, these villains who are trying to, uh, disrupt the trading lines. They and were Damon like goes the, uh, they were kind of like the, uh, in, uh, the walking dead, like the, uh, the, the whispers, you know, or the saviors. It's just like the bad, the warlords, right? Like the crab feeder. Scary. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is where we have a great battle scene where Damon, uh, yeah. steps forward. Uh, we think he's going to, uh, 
basically say I, I, I shuttle, sh- share allegiance to the crab feeder and I represent the, the triumvirate group that he's going to give them away. And he essentially does this really cool uh, go in, take down the leader of the crab people and uh, hacks him in half. And through this, though, we do get um, the fact that Alicent is now married to Viserys and what? does give an heir. And that is Aegon. Oh, a male Targaryen. I guess he's got a wiener, so that's where it's at. All yes. right, episode four is the King of the Narrow Sea. Rhaenyra's continues her search for a suitable match. That's not a journey that's going to end in a great place. Uh, Damon returns to King's Landing and stirs the pot some more for the king. And Rhaenyra learns a valuable lesson. Now, this is where we get in King's Landing a little bit of the underbelly. There's a whole subculture of, you know, of cat houses and cat houses for boys and girls. And then we get the we get the the forbidden kiss that no one sees, but someone sees it. And that's right. Romance is brewing. Uh keeping it in the family. <laughs> this is where yeah. that all gets going. Oh my God. Yeah, we, oh, we were wrong, Charlie. We did not uh, Renera has not been married yet. She's not um she's not sure what she's gonna be doing, but basically right. Right. everyone's coming forward. We've got um uh lots of different folks, some Lannisters have come forward, kind of courting her. She doesn't really want to feel like she's a uh a, a part and parcel of just a possession. She wants right. to be queen and have her own accord. And through all of this, yeah, we get this weird mix of Damon being a weird uncle. And there is that Big spark time. between them. It's very weird, but we know that uh, the Targaryens, there's a mix of bloodlines anyways. So this is all feeling odd and weird. And Renera has to watch herself because uh, the, what do they call them? The uh, the little sparrows or whatever, the the birds from Game of Thrones. The, the, the spies are always watching and right. the royals Sp- cannot just go on and do what they want. Right, exactly. Yeah, so we get right, We Light right, the Way, right. episode five. Yeah, um, Damon is married now to uh, the sea serpent's daughter, and he has many children. Uh, and, and we sent Viserys and Rhaenyra broker agreements with the Valerians, and Alicen seeks the truth about the princess. So essentially, we're getting finally how the pieces will be laid that uh, Rhaenyra will be married to her cousin and they will move forward to basically bridge the gaps and make this family of the Targaryens uh, stronger through that match. And it just continues to build more and more uh, issues. And Alicent and Rhaenyra's relationship as childhood friends, there's daggers drawn in between that relationship even going forward as Rhaenyra, as Alicent hears about the rumors about her and Daemon. My, 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 yeah, things are just getting getting a little more dangerous in the hood. Um, yeah, things are just getting nuts, without a doubt. Um, you know what? I looked away. Wh- which one are we on to? We're on um, episode seven. six. This is the time jump, Charlie. Oh, that, that's right. So, yeah, so we got really, they, they split the season in half. So we get some actors that change. We pick up as Allison. She's the uh, actress whose name is escaping me, but we saw her in uh, Ready Player One. We saw her in, she was in Bates Motel. So she was most- Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. I really, I like her work. So yeah, The Princess and the Queen, episode six. Uh, 10 years later, Rhaenyra navigates Allison's continued speculation about her children. Wink. 
uh, <laughs> while Damon and Lena weigh an offer in Pentos. Pentos sounds so much. It's so much like Clash of the Titans. It's like a, it's like the, the it's like the resort you want to go to. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's a place, and they're hanging out there, kind of like they don't know where they want to stay. Damon and his right. wife, their children, because they have a dragon, they have some pension, they have royalty. It's like the Kardashians, right? The Kardashians, not the Kardashians. Oh, keep, yeah, keep, yeah. Keep, keeping up with the uh, with the the Damons, as it were. Exactly, um, and we're introduced to all the adult children now, or children right. as they're raised and right. you're basically seeing this is the generation that will really be the ones that matter more right. so than the past generations right and you see obviously that all Rhaenyra's children don't look anything at all like her husband wink wink no. wink 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 too much wink and my eyeballs are going to fall out so yeah it's it's a little sus and yeah the, the battle lines just continue to be drawn uh because you know that it's coming to a head so uh yeah and then uh do we catch oh this was damon already pulled his his marriage and his wife killing already happened and so he's remarried again um and that leads us into episode seven that one's yours yes yes so oh yeah we didn't even talk about damon the great guy who his first wife he just basically spooks no, the yeah, horse she's it. dead he yeah that was like her, the, her yeah. horse and yeah, the, of the rock. of the weirdest of the problems i had the series like that was the dumbest death i ever saw in my life i'm like really yeah, right. this woman's supposed to be so tough and she falls off her horse bad take so now damon's married again and bad we're gonna take. hear more about how well it goes for damon being married he's he's not a great not a great husband right. this was with this way. don't think so no, so we get to no. episode seven, Driftmark. Uh, as the families gather on Driftmark for a funeral, which is essentially uh, never a good time to hang out. This is essentially Damon's <laughs> wife. Time for a good yes. hang. No. She she died. You know, basically she couldn't give she couldn't give birth, and then she rather than die during childbirth, she decides to be you know killed by the fire of the dragon. And this is essentially an episode all about uh, grief. No one knows really what to do. It's a very weird family uh, situation. Everyone's feeling weird. And then Viserys says, essentially, stop bitching at each other. Let's get along and let's be happy. And they're like, it's not that easy, dude. You're the king. You can look away. Yeah, it's a tough one because this is what children are lose eyeballs. And then Allison tries to kill (laughs) Rhaenyra. Things are not folks. It's never a good situation when that's what uh, that's what your party's all about. Exactly. Good things always happen at funerals, right? No, no, they don't. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. Uh, the Lord of the Tides, episode eight, Charlie, not the Prince of Tides with McNulty. Uh, but, you know, it's probably as happy as that. Um, six years right. later, so we have another time jump, but the same actors, uh, except the kids are a little bit older now. Uh, right. With the drift marks succession, suddenly critical, Rhaenyra attempts to strike a bargain with Rhaenys, who is was, essentially well, yeah, Lord Corliss's wife. You just yes. got me confused as about who's what now. Yeah, this is this is where the names are a little too similar. So, um, yeah, so yeah, you know, I guess I didn't even realize how big the time jump was. Uh, but this is where we're starting to see that the king is, is really in super poor health, right? He's just like, oh yeah, he's turning into a zombie. <laughs> for yeah, exactly. eyes. yeah, eyeballs hanging out and stuff. So yeah, things are just dwindling down. You can tell that when he's gonna die, uh, that's when things are gonna get not so 
not so great in this one. So, uh, yeah, what else happens in this one in particular? Yeah, this is where essentially uh, the sea serpent has gone out to sea to, to battle to win back the lands. Um, uh, and, and essentially you've got uh, um, Driftstone, uh, the, the oh, I'm blanking on the name, that uh, Lord Corliss owns. And they're looking for a succession line with that. Uh, his brother essentially goes to the crown and says, I want to be the leader. And Renera is like, no, my son will be the the heir of that. So it essentially now is the, it got inner family uh, fighting and Damon does not like that and essentially chops off the brother of the Sneesake's head. Womp womp. Oh, yeah, you know, not going well. It's a dangerous room, even in the throne room, and that you don't really see this in a Game of Thrones. That the all the swords that make up the throne just go out, and again, it looks like something from The Walking Dead because that's those are the kind of traps they set up to make sure you don't get up somebody's front doors that get stuck on the spikes. Oh yeah, just yeah. My, so my much. toilet pl- my toilet plunger throne is not as cool as that. Oh, uh, you know, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. All right, well, moving on. Uh, episode nine is the Green Council. Alicent enlists Cole, who's the real father of all for nearest children. Yes. Ouch. And Amon to track down Egan, uh, or Egeon, Egeon. Uh, Otto gathers the great houses of Westeros to affirm their allegiance. Oh, so. Yeah, and actually, you're wrong. Strong is the father. And he was killed by Rhaenyra by the cr- really creepy Lord uh, Tarly, who now is oh, kind he, of the creepy guy. He's the foot fetish jerk off guy, isn't he? He definitely is. He's an odd man, and he's oh my God. don't trust him, man. That's a bargain can't, you don't want to deal with. Yeah, can't trust it. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is all leading us to the the massive uh, whoops conclusion <laughs> in episode yeah. ten. Yeah, this is not good. So essentially, they're trying to essentially say Viserys passes away. He, in his deathbed, told Alicent, who he thought was his daughter, that yes, you're you're the one that will you know take on the darkness, the 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 song of uh, ice and fire, and she thought it meant her son uh, Aegon. And so they sure try and track him down. She did. Yeah. And he's got like these palaces where he or these 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 shops where he has children battling. He's a freakazoid. We don't want him to be king. And they do yeah, a right. hasty like crowning to make sure it says, oh, he's actually going to be crowned in front of everyone. And Rainice basically escapes and essentially says, I could cook you, but I'm not going to. Bad mistake. As she interrupts the the, the coronation, leaves. Right. So right. we essentially now have a crowned king. Versus Renera, who is supposed to be the queen, and that's where the the season finale opens up with number ten, Charlie. Oh my God! Yeah. So uh, in the season finale, uh, while mourning a tragic loss, which was obviously the death of the king, Renera tries to hold the realm together, and Damon prepares for war. And what we and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a blank on the character's name because yeah, it's nothing but backbiting because obviously the the envoy who is Allison's father shows up to wherever the hell they're living at Driftmark, right? Mm-hmm. Shows up Driftmark and says, you know, as, you know, we, if, if you take the knee to the new king, you can keep this place and your kids can stay here. And they're like, fuck you. She's the queen. Like that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, be, and he's like, well, I'm just going to burr, 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 this thing and that thing. And then later in the episode, you have her son 
who is Tad? Take it from here. I'm 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 fuzzing on the specific details. Of, yeah, essentially, of trying, so so in this episode, a lot happens, but basically, Rhaenyra is crowned queen. Everyone pledges allegiance, uh, and then now it's the what's going to happen next. So Rhaenyra is trying to shore up allegiances, and one of those allegiances is to go to Lord um, Baratheon, who, if you remember the Game of Thrones, that was the first king in that, um, he, and he was killed, obviously. Um, Cersei's husband killed, yeah, bad stuff. So Lord Baratheon, he says, uh, basically challenged by her son, who is supposed to get his allegiance, and guess who shows up as well? The villain, the anime villain with the eye that was taken out. Yeah, really. Amond was also so, there. Bad idea. So, you you so see his dragon, you don't stay. You get the F out of Dodge. But he didn't. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, exactly. So, so then it turns it turns into, you know, uh, son number one flying off into a blinding thunderstorm. And you're like, oh, my God, is he going to be on his dragon? Oh, God, is he going to get struck by lightning? And then, yes, your anime villain shows up on his bigger, uglier dragon. They do what's in essence some aerial dogfighting. Um, and in the end of it, evil villain says, no, no, stop, whatever the hell dragons is. And his dragon just simply consumes the other dragon and obviously the other kid. The and size was amazing difference between it's like one's like a little sparrow. The other one's yeah. a freaking a, a, like eagle. It's huge. Yeah, so it's yeah. the difference is like five times big. And that's the end of the show, gang. Boom. Wow. So that's the yeah. end of the show for two years we're gonna wait two years before what is obviously gonna be you know this shit is not gonna hold water um and it already launched a thousand memes we got you know my favorite was uh uh andy from parks and rec i just want to say my bad (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah a lot of stuff going on here very heavy and it feels like yes it doesn't feel like a lot happened but this is all saying this is a civil war for the the crown, we're here. We don't have like the White Walkers coming in, so this is going to be more of a civil war. The crown uh, battles are going to occur, and allegiance are going to be set. So this is, you know, what a lot of people were worried about this show, but I think if anything, people are like, "Wow!" I I think Holy it crap. was. I, I think it was tremendous. I found it to be very accessible for someone who. Uh, Game of Thrones, it, much like Star Wars or anything, or Star Wars or Star Trek in particular, is just very, very dense. You got to know all the bits and pieces. Like, here's the map and burr, 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 and this thing and that thing. I think starting what you and I have always kind of dreamed about for for Star Wars, dial it back a thousand years, rebuild things that don't have to do with with yeah, you know, you'll get an Easter egg here, Baratheon this and King's Landing that and the Starks this or whatever. So you're getting name drops of things that fans will know and you're like well real hardcores will be like well blah 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 around this rock is this thing or that thing but the rest of us don't really have to care about because it's not going to affect the fact that this is a very high stakes crazy political drama um which really delivered and then left you with a cliffhanger that you were like oh jesus christ you know what i mean so i i i loved it and i eagerly uh, you know await its two-year return (laughs) Yeah, very little magic, except for the dragons there. You would not know this is a like a fantastic word. And Charlie, you didn't mention once how dirty people are. So that's like a that's that's growth on your end. Well, especially with all the sex stuff, that's what just always drives down the the dirtiness uh, of of stuff. So, yeah, you're right. I guess I guess I was more taken up by the plot and less by all the gratuitous, filthy nudity that you saw at the 
in Game of yeah. Thrones. Just oh, accept it. God. But yeah, this has been a great season. I'm I'm really happy, and I can't see where, wait to see where they go next. And yeah, and and I was so happy to once again looking forward to every Sunday having a new episode, having that right. uh, what happened before the the episode recap, which is fantastic. I wish more shows did that. It's so right. cool. And then TV having page, like the precursor. Right. So yeah. So very good Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. I call it the hot D. The Take hot this you <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is. At least, it is. At least it's not a hot C. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Not the hot Carl. No, you don't want yeah. that. So very oh, good. Thank no you for joining us. And you know what? Yes. We're probably completely wrong on all the names and everything that happened, but you know what? It's right. our it's our recap. <laughs> so yeah. we claim it as our own. <laughs> yeah, go listen to a hot D uh, actual podcast and maybe they will have taken notes because we sure as hell didn't. And with that, that's the end of the program. Todd, where do people find you out there in the webs of Intra? Oh, they can follow me at Tioxtro, where I'm trying to do better with actually playing some games these days. I'm watching a lot more TV and stuff rather than playing games. So I'm doing that, uh, having a good time with fantasy football and trying to drive interest into the podcast and everything we do. And, you know, trying to say, hey, we're getting to 400 episodes of this, 100 episodes of uh, co-op mode. And, you know, we would just want to celebrate our greatness that we brought to this podcast. And we want people to share it. That's where we're at. Follow us. So, go to YouTube. Uh, the controller. Do that exactly. You can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Just go ahead and spell it out. Uh, my wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. I'm going to give us a little plug. Uh, if you're in the state of Michigan, uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con is November 11th through 13th. This is in 2022. If you happen to be listening in the future, uh, we are having our first annual meeting. We're very excited about that. The Saturday of the con after the show floor closes. You can find that information online at that website. It would be a great chance to learn about our club, our accomplishments. Uh, and we have a great silent auction to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Michigan, which is our chosen charity so very excited about that if you're in michigan if you're a trekker please come find us obviously it's within the venues to be a paid entrance to the show but it's a great show so please do come down uh, i also do everything i can to fill up our secret friends unite uh facebook page with content um for your entertainment so that's all for me folks thanks as always for joining us i'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking be the hero not the villain in the truck Dracaris! Fire. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.